Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Let's find a uh, let's find a nice a nice warm place to to insert ourselves. That's not a vagina or a butthole, and let's 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 feel at peace. Let's 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 get bring our breathing into uh, let's control some deep breathing. Ready? Okay. I'm ready. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. We're gonna have a good talk today. Breathe out. An educating talk today. Breathe in. Breathe out. Relax your body. Get those get that tensing out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Relax your neck. Yeah, get get just do some do some circles. Cracking. Breathe in. Breathe out. John, welcome to Friends Amongst. I mean, friend amongst friends. I mean, amongst uh, friends, best podcast, uh, team adventure time. What, friends, what? happy, happy friends. <laughs> we're, are, we're we're so many different names right now. I'm your host over here, uh, going by Johnny Lou Who today. Uh, I got my dear friend. Uh, you got something, Sean? I got nothing for you today. Uh, Sean Le Petty. I don't uh, Sean Le Pepe. I don't want to um, confuse people. Or I'm sorry, Mr. Sean Le Petty. You're a great person too. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go by our originals. I'm John Latour here. Happy to be here to be your host today at Amongst Friends. Uh, Sean Lechner over here in uh, beautiful upstate New York on a beautiful Ooh. cloudy cold day. I wouldn't say it's very beautiful over here in um, the, the the beautiful city in Philadelphia. It's kind of crappy out over here on my end. But, you know, we do have a little special guest today in terms of our episode. Now, this is not a uh, population grab. <laughs> like I'm sleeping. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is not, it's not a grab for attention. Just kidding. It is like that button. And uh, this is Booty, guys. And I wanted to, sh- we, we talked about Booty a little bit, and Stella Stella's uh, out of the house today for a little bit. Hey, Booty. Uh, yeah. Can you share where you got Booty and Stella from? I got Booty and Stella from a breeder uh, in Levittown, PA, where that's uh, about a 45-minute uh, drive uh, from my current location. Uh, really nice people. Uh, we, we, talk to them in length about getting a puppy from them. Oh, you're going to taste, taste the microphone, huh? Uh, we got them uh, talking on Facebook 
uh, originally and we wanted to see pictures and they updated pictures for us for the puppies and, uh, uh, and, and they really showed to us that they cared about the dogs. Um, it wasn't cool. like a, a puppy barn in that Good. sense because we were Good. really that, that was something that we were both very scared of me and my partner you know we didn't want that puppy barn like quality um, puppy mill basically yeah yeah puppy mill and, they just kind and, of shit them out. where they right where they just you know pop them out of there like it's a like it's a, a corporation and we found that to be unfortunately kind of hard to reconcile because uh, like we got a lot of slack for that you know honestly um we had people say to us why didn't we get a rescue dog why didn't we do these things uh, and i i feel bad for it because like i've rescued the last uh one two three four dogs that i've had uh in the past and they have been awesome dogs like my last dog mitch oh my god like i loved him to bits like he was the coolest dog he so sweet never barked never bit anybody just wanted to be your pal and hang out on the bed sometimes and he was a rescue dog um but these guys you know uh we we, we i wanted this kind of dog like this one yeah well not just that i wanted this type of uh breed here the miniature the, um greyhound? yeah the mm -hmm, the italian greyhound is what they go by and uh i i saw one my friend had one as uh as like uh uh, a pet and I wanted one because they're fucking cool. They look like little deers. <laughs> Gazelle. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so graceful. Look at her. But see, John, like, like I, I don't think there's any shame if you, now you already said you knew the family. Um, you talked to them. You saw where the dog yeah, came from. We, I saw Not where a they puppy came mill. from. Yeah. There no, was I don't a, think there's there any shame. Nice, they had electric blankets because the, they like to be in uh, boiling temperature <laughs> at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's amazing. <laughs> but uh, they're they're such she's such a good dog, and uh, really happy that she gets to be on the show a little bit today. She's gonna just chill right here by my side. She'll probably stop back in and out um, throughout the show, but she's just chilling. And um, <laughs> how's potty training going? Potty training is a monster, dude. Stella, <laughs> the other one, Stella, she is like. Ah, oh, she's such a little pain with that. Cause like I'll put her. We have these grass pads that I'm 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 looking at them right now. Uh, that we use them for training purposes for 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 the bathroom and uh, peeing and stuff. Cause uh, I don't like taking them outside in the city right now. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. Yeah, it, it's really kind of like too cold for them first of all, and I I just I don't want them to step on glass or anything. So I end up walking around with them, and I have like this bag attached to me. <laughs> <laughs> that I just I carry the dogs in so I'm getting more of the walk than they are but it's fine you know booty really likes it um, yeah it took um it took a uh, uh, temple um uh a, I wouldn't say a couple months to get into the the habit of going outside and and now she 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 knows when the walk is coming and she's yeah. ready for the walk she starts getting you know and she becomes she's, she now understands that she goes to the bathroom on the walk because no one gets, you know, you know, That's, we never, we never yelled or, or scared. You don't, you know, scared. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, what's scary? Uh, I, I, I have to, uh, unfortunately, get a little spray bottle sometimes. Cause yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to, you have to, you know, let them know that it's not. Yeah, not okay. Yeah, to, it's not like, okay. But you're not supposed to traumatize them to being afraid right. to poop around you. Right. And um, I wish yeah. I could get Stella to the point where she could pee outside. Cause like she will, I, she will. She, 
I'm sure she will at some point. Uh, Booty got there. Booty's peeing outside or on the pad too. So she's like there and she's only like 16 weeks old. Yes, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I have faith in both those beautiful puppies. I, I know. can't wait to uh, kill them. Um, I'm going to turn them into moccasins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm we're kidding. This is, a, so this is guys. Listen, this is a recording. We're we're just. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, this was this is totally scripted. Um, I'm just fucking around. Yeah, I we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, right. Well, right, uh, right. I, I'm gonna count that as as your weekly check in. Yeah, go ahead, um, dude. <laughs> you seem to be doing very well. <laughs> I, I'm trying. Yeah, we we got a lot of uh, uh, things going on in the fire as far as the house, but I don't want to take up any more time. Sean, how was your week, my friend? What's going on on your side of the table? Well, I mean, um, I, again, things are getting kind of progressively better. And it's kind of ever since I got the car too, which is kind of weird. How? Oh, congratulations on that! How, how, we, we talked about it last time a little bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but how? How? I mean, this is like the first week of like true freedom for you in terms yeah, of so like I don't being able to... to get wherever you need to go. It takes you five minutes to get to work compared to um, twenty minutes by bike, no, an hour, hour by work, an hour by walking. Yeah, hour by walking. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. <laughs> Is there still snow up in the on the ground? Because all the yes. snow that was here in Philly uh, is, is is pretty much gone. Yes, it's uh, forty degrees today, so I think the rest of it will be melting away soon. And yeah. we have a couple forty uh, hour or forty degree days next week, so the snow will be going away soon. Excellent. And well, quick, quick, yeah. quick side note on snow: um, it seems that people love throwing trash in snow. Oh, and no I, one picks it up. You know so what snow Billy's melts. pastime is? Throwing trash. But when the snow melts, there's just little pieces of trash everywhere up here. This whole, I, this whole area is covered with, with people just fucking throwing trash around. I, I, I'm scared for you to come to my neighborhood to see the amount of trash that is accumulating everywhere. I expect it in Philly. I expect, I expect to see trash on the city streets and on the ground. Up here in like the kind of hills of, of Auburn, I thought people would be a little bit cleaner. I mean, this is prison city, but I figured- Are you technically pretty close to like the Adirondacks as well? Uh, I'm two hours from the Adirondacks. So I like, yeah, I expect that area to be kind of pristine. The Adirondacks is, uh, yes. Uh, Even the Cascades, they they are. I'd like to go there, honestly. I'd really like to go. Oh, you're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go. You're you're gonna come with me. but uh, uh, to to, to quickly get back to the, you know, other than the trash, uh, I've had a great week. Um, I've, I've been working on talking to people at my job and being more upfront and warm and like outgoing. I'm talking, I'm talking customers, not just, uh, uh, coworkers. I've always found it very difficult to be in a mindset mindset, excuse me, uh, when you have to work with the public, I guess it's hard sometimes because you want to provide people a lot of service, but at the same time, I've always felt like when I was doing retail work that I had to put on this like face. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I had to like be pretend to be happy. I had to pretend to be okay. I had to make sure that my customers knew exactly where their hammer was and what aisle it was in and how loved they are. Yeah. Like, because like, here, here at so and so, yeah, we love our customers. Here and at this place, associates. you know what's funny? I used to have to. I I, I went uh, furniture shopping recently, and I I I, uh, I I saw some tactics that I saw when I was on the sales force at a similar kind of competition. Uh, and, and they 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 uh, use the greeter method, if you will, where somebody is waiting 
associate by the front door for a customer to come in and they take that customer and they lead them to wherever they want to go. So, you know, when somebody comes to the door as like an associate like that, they're just doing their job. And I'm really guilty of giving them a hard time because I know what they're doing. Like, uh, I, you know what I mean? I'm like, I can't, I, I'm trying, <laughs> I, I'm trying to be a better person, guys. It's full circle. We're always trying to be better. Okay. No, I avoid, I'm like, see, when, when this, one of my jobs first started, I, I would avoid people. I would go find busy work to do. Oh yeah. Kind of like avoid asking questions and like bullshitting my way through a conversation. But now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be more of a human. I'm trying to be more um, approachable, more helpful, more respectful. But at the same time, you're talking about, talking about putting that face on. And, you know, in corporate America, we, we have to wear that face. We have to smile. We can't talk back. We can't yeah. defend ourselves. And we're not talking about just masks right now, ladies no. and gentlemen. We're, uh, we're talking yeah, not, about, not like, the, the layers mask. the layers of onion peels. <laughs> uh, like, we're talking Shrek right now, ladies and that gentlemen. people wear on their bodies and over yeah. their heads and over their souls. Um, but, uh, but, like, we, I think when people get upset at a, at a retail chain and they, they start attacking the, the employees and we mentally kind of allow that we, we allow that by letting the, letting the customer go or letting the employee not talk back, not be able to defend themselves. It's a kind of giving the signal to the, to the customer, Hey, you can treat this person like dirt because they're going to smile the whole fucking time. And I think that's the wrong message to, to send. I don't think it, I think we should change that. I'm not talking, you come in and piss me off and I, I curse you out. But I'm saying if you come in with an attitude and just treat me like garbage, then I'm allowed to ignore you, walk away, or not give a fuck. But I've been in that position, Sean, where I've, I've had to receive the, 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 the shitty end of the stick, if you will, in dealing with customers or other people's customers or my friend's customers when I work with them. You know, and... There's not much that I could say or do that wouldn't be seen as like a retaliation because behind like my calm voice of telling them everything's going to be okay is a lot of like, go fuck yourself. Person. Yeah, I know. You know. Just like, seriously, just like go play in traffic with a tinfoil hat, pal. Like seriously. Especially in the restaurant world. Where's my cheeseburger? Where's my this cheese? Is I want my well. soda. I wanted it medium rare. And these fries are cold. Is anyone cooking back there? Do I need to go back there and show you how to do it? Like, listen, Karen. 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 Karen listen. Karen. Uh, so ever, I, I don't you, think... You ever run into, like, a Diane? Dude, I, I work with five Dianes. Uh, no offense to the real Dianes. I love no you. No offense to the um, Dianes. I mean, like, I mean, the... the, 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 the the rhetorical Diane's. <laughs> I feel like that that that's like the evolved form of Karen is the Diane. Diane's Karen's mother. That's yeah. that's where. Oh, that's, that's such a great way of referring to it. Yeah. Yeah, and then like Kelly is like their sister. Or Kelly's Jenny. like yeah, yeah. Or, or or if, if they have two. Like Stacy. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry okay. to anyone with we're, these names. We're, we're we're just fucking around. Horrible again. people. But Trust we me. Were, listen, but believe me or not, we were actually on topic in terms of what we were trying to get to today. And uh, <laughs> yeah, John, what are we talking about today? We were talking about money, money, and how how money like affects our day to day life because we've all heard that thing 
uh, about money is that it is a necessary evil. And, you know, I, 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 listening to some of your, your, your stories recently, Sean, I got to ask you in terms of this, what is like the main issue that you're having in terms of a workplace? Because like, to me, it doesn't sound like you're very super motivated to, to, to be working in, in the sense of like, uh, your corporation or your, your, your place of business right now. We're not going to drop any names. We're just talking about how we feel. Um, so, sorry, Karen. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be upset. You know, so Sean, let me ask you this. Like, do you think right now that $15 an hour is enough to like, for you to live on? Well, yeah, uh, that, I guess that is the new, the new hot, hot topic. Uh, yeah. Biden trying to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Uh, do I think it's enough? Well, I don't, I make $14 an hour right now, uh, not to throw my business out there, but I think I should throw my business out there because we need, we all need to share how much money we're making with each well, other. Before because... you do that, because I, I, I want to, I, I, I want to know, do you think that $14 right now is like what everybody's paying as far as like a minimum wage or an no. entry level job? No, 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 no. I, it's usually 10 or 12. So it's 10 or $12 an hour to go in. At... Yes at like a normal, like, let's say part-time job at. Yeah. At, uh, a, at, a, at a factory or a warehouse or uh, a corporate retail chain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's around 10 to $12 an hour, especially depending on what area you're in. Um, for example, uh, Lake Worth area, the, the average hourly gig was always 10 to 12, even up here in Auburn, it's around 10 to, it's around 12 to 14 uh, on average. So- okay so let's say let's take it on the high end we'll do twelve dollars an hour in terms of these things yes. now and, and, and you to answer your question before no it's not enough to live off of uh, anyone making that amount of money right now can honestly answer that's not enough money to live off of it's enough money to at fifteen dollars an hour yeah it's enough money to, it, it's enough money to get paycheck to paycheck especially okay. if you're in debt or you have kids you will be negative money so like just doing a little bit of mental math at, at 40 hours a week, which was what we consider full-time in order to yes. get full-time benefits and health packages and all those other things. That's roughly about $600 a week before they take out taxes, right? Yes. And depending on how much taxes they take out, you're going home with like 500. I, I go home with 400 bucks a week. I think it's 445 uh, after taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and Yo, half of that goes to bills. Uh, so I end up taking home at the end of the at the end of the month. If I spend no money, I take home like three hundred bucks. And what do you do with that three hundred dollars? Well, right now I still I still buy, I buy I buy useless shit. I mean, what I think is useless, useless shit to me. Uh, so you're not like your games. You're not you're not a taking into account like you know your cell phone bill or your no that your no rent. I am taking into account um. Uh, internet, rent, uh, uh, utilities. And that has uh, to come all car, out of that $300. Car, car, food, and gas. These are all, I think I count them all as bills too, because I need, I need gas. I need, I, well, I mean, the car just started, but I need food. You know, it's not a luxury. That's a necessity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I count that in with, with, with my bills. You know, it's interesting that you say that too, because I do see an article here uh, in which we spend a lot of things, as you said, at like home. Yeah, uh, yeah, for, yeah. For food, uh, what are those for, numbers? for gasoline, 
Um, yeah, you, I, I, you want to take a couple of uh, guesses as to like what are some of the more expensive ones? Uh, I believe we spend the most not on food, right? It was, uh, I, I think we spend the most on, on clothing, uh, stupid shit. Okay. I, I mean, so let's go, shit, let's, but. let's, let's go over clothing and, and things. I would consider that probably apparel and services, right? Yes. So the average home based back on 2018, this number could be really big now that we're in 2021, uh, due to COVID, uh, COVID lifestyle currently, uh, $1,866 uh annually for the a average year? home annually for the average home okay right, I'm, basically... I'm, I'm gonna write this down so uh, we can uh we can look at the numbers uh wait, so... till, you, wait till you hear food though in wait so sense. you said that how much was it again one thousand eight hundred sixty six dollars all right what now what is what is uh what's food well there's two answers to that sean and and uh one of the first ones yeah let, let's talk about food at home okay Food at home? $4,464. Shit. So that's like shopping at, at, for me, Wegmans, which is a fucking arm and a leg every time I go there. You yep. said 4600 4465 So 4500 All right. Now, what's the other one? I would, I'm, I'm guessing takeout. Takeout, yeah. Yes. Or, or going to the restaurant, bars. Yes, restaurants. Yes. This part is like really surprising to me. And, it, you know, seeing this number really makes me look at how wasteful you can be in food terms. $3,459. So $3,500. That's alcohol in, too, you know. And that's... take, it says food away from home, you know. But that's, that's, uh, that's like $9,000 almost. In, well, here, no, no. Let, let's keep going. Okay, um, you want to keep going on so this? Because that, like, that that that's clothing, that's food. Um, what is there? What 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 other? Do you have utilities? Do you have? Um, I don't have. I don't have utilities. Uh, let's see here. Well, here let's let me do the math real quick for my utilities. Okay. I spend about five sixty five a month. Uh, times twelve is six thousand seven hundred dollars. That's pretty good. So six thousand seven hundred. $80, which is pretty much a fucking mortgage at this point. Right. Um, it's, it's strange how, how, how like rent turns, you know, into uh, putting in money towards something like that. I, I, I used to believe that renting something was so valuable and uh, you know, it's not rent. It's not. rent I'm just you, essentially you paying, I'm paying someone else's away. mortgage. Yeah. yeah. You're paying someone else to make a, to make an investment off of you. Yeah. Um, so I pay $44 around, maybe less, maybe 30 bucks on electric and gas. So that's like $528 a year. Um, let's put into account, um, what do you pay for car insurance? Oh, I pay for car insurance? Yeah. Uh, I, I pay like... A month. Just give me a month. 140 a month. All right. So 140 a month on average. That's, uh, that's around 1600 a year. So here, I'm just going to add up these numbers that we just talked about real quick. So we have 1600 for insurance, around 500 for uh, utilities, plus what, 6780 for I didn't write down what I what I got that number for, but <laughs> back to the three thousand four hundred fifty nine 
plus 4,065 plus 1860. That is a whopping total of $18,772. Now, if you're making... Uh, this was based off of making 62000 a year. Yeah, so for someone who makes a lot less than that, uh, last year I, I raked in $20, $21,000, uh, but most of the year I was on unemployment. So... I, yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. So at the end of the year, I have I haven't made any money. I haven't made anything. I'm just saying these numbers are are, and that number those are small numbers. I'm sure they're bigger the more money you have or the more spending you have. And yeah, I these things are all relative to to what we're what what the individuals facing in that sense. You know. So, so- it, it seems like a lot of people are spending a lot of time, a lot of their money on food at, at home and food away from home. Um, uh, another big one are a luxury, which is a luxury. Yeah, vehicle purchases are like four thousand dollars annually. Entertainment is thirty two hundred annually on just entertaining, like entertaining yourself. That's like going to like a Renaissance fair or a concert, or or a trip to Las Vegas or whatever. Um, that's what an annual household will spend on just entertaining themselves. Now, I don't think the average household makes that much money. Um, it's possible. No, I mean, I have the. I'm looking at the numbers. Let's talk about who makes minimum wage in this country. Okay, let's so, talk about that. I found this from the Economic Policy Institute. They have a website, epi.org, and. These guys do the research, they, they, they crunch the numbers, they talk with different universities, they find out who, who is this minimum wage uh, force in our country. Now, they have estimated over 60 million people depend on low-income jobs in America. 60 million people. If we have, how many, how many people we have in America? Uh, uh, 300 million, uh, something. No, 600 million, I think. Let's, here, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google, I was going to ask Alexa, but how many people live in the U.S.? We're looking at, yeah, you're right, 328 million people. So, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. 328 million people. 328 million people live in the United States. So, that's about... About five percent, I think, of the country, maybe a little, a little more, that 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 live off of low wage uh, jobs. So let's let's talk about who are these sixty million. So more than sixty million people, including more than fifteen million children, live in America households that depend on earnings of a low wage worker, according to a new research of Oxfam America and the Economic Policy Institute. These numbers account for about one quarter of all workers and family members and children working in the households in the United States. That's one quarter. Of 60 million. No, of, of all, of all workers. Of all workers. This new evidence further debunks the common stereotype that the typical low-wage worker is a teenager with no skills working an entry-level job before moving up, likely living at home with their parents. The reality is... Most low-wage workers are often primary breadwinners for their families 
and are closer to 30 than 18 and living in households with multiple people dependent on them. That's crazy. This is the reality we live in because one of the debates against why we shouldn't increase minimum wage jobs is because these are jobs for kids. These are jobs for college students. These are jobs for people that live at home with their parents. But in actuality, it's like 30 year olds. People, people are like eight. me. It's people like me. It's people like you, man. It's people that have kids that have debt. That, and how, know, how long has college. it been like that in, in, in the sense of like, can't, can't, how do I want to say since this? Since the 60s? It's been like this since the 60s, but it doesn't <clears> seem like it's working anymore for a lot of people. Well, let's, and like, let's, I was let's listening to, I, you know, I was listening to the radio recently and I've heard some, some really horrible statistics in terms of how how depressed people are or how upset they are or not motivated to just even get up and go to work even if like a lot of the work is done at home now so you know let's uh, let's 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 answer that question a little bit in terms of like why do you think money is so necessary for our lives like why do why does it give us such a physical mentally and spiritually uh, conflict. It says it on the dollar bill. <clears throat> in God, we trust. We worship that dollar. We worship the almighty dollar. We worship the power it gives people. Do you have a dollar and, in your pocket right now? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. I, yeah, I, I haven't carried a dollar bill since March, 2020. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true story. True story. Yeah, I believe it. Um, no, I, I think in this country, we, we, we straight up, we worship money. Our economic system praises those who earn more. And, and we actually don't like, we actually look down at people that earn less. Poor people, we think of poor people in this country as a disease, as a sickness. We like to brush them under bridges <clears throat> and into the dirty parts of town and pretend not to see them. Some towns pick up the homeless and drive them to different towns so they're not in front of people. We, we, we look down at people who, who have made hard you know, choices or sometimes wrong choices in life. And we, we praise those that, that earn the most. I'm talking about Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, uh, Warren Buffett. These are people that make billions and billions. I think, I think during the pandemic, they increased, just those three, increased their wealth by $1.3 trillion just in the beginning of the pandemic. But Sean, like you, you, you hear like 1.3 trillion, and you hear billions of dollars, and I can't fathom you, these numbers. We, 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 I, I agree with you. That's why my point is like that's a, an exuberant amount of money. That's like trying to compare the amount of sand grains that are on the Earth. Well, that, that's the number that we're trying to trying to describe in these senses. Yes. And yes. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny about that. I'm not trying to be silly. Like. That's a serious wealth variation, yeah. um, and you hear things like Jeff Bezos doing his his uh, Amazon pledge to the rainforest and giving like what a billion dollars or so. No, you're talking. He gives uh, a couple hundred million, which again million. to to us we can look up the numbers in a, in a couple seconds. To us is like to you and me, John, a couple hundred million is like whoa, what a great guy. That's and what yes, I'm saying. You can do a lot of good with that money. You really can. The point is, he's giving it to his friends and his other investments 
And he, they're just pushing money around, making it look good to us, the dumb idiot people. And that's that's like one. That's like point zero 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 nine percent of his net worth. So it's like zero 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 zero. It's like you and me giving a couple pennies away and saying, "Hey, you take care of yourself, kid." You know? Yeah, take one on the chin there. Uh, We can we can look up the numbers. I actually I have a great video that we can all watch um, on YouTube. It's from the channel called Second Thought. They have a they have a, a a video called the minimum wage debate explained. I'll have a link in the description below. Um, this video goes into detail why why people do, why we're debating over the minimum wage and where it started and where it's going to end. I have a couple uh, I have a couple numbers here, John. If 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 you want, I am to curious. Yeah, I, I'm curious to hear some some so, uh, facts about this. So in 1938, we had the Fair Labor Standards Act. And what is that? What did, what did that do? Well, before then, uh, the owner class could could pay people dirt, like five five cents to do dangerous, hard jobs. Kids, kids. This is before child labor laws. This was the first one. Uh, so people were getting paid dirt money, dangerous things, uh, not work, not safe work environments. This made this made the this was the beginning for safe work environments. Uh, how many hours you can work a week, how much you get paid for those hours. This was the beginning. It's called the Fair Labor Standards Act. The first minimum wage started then too. And it also banned the exploitive use of of children workers. Now, in 1966, there was the first amendment. I don't think it was the first, but there was an amendment uh, to that act that raised the minimum wage to $1.60. Now, that was in 1966. $1.60. So if you inflate, you know, uh, our money inflates over time. If you take that dollar sixty and compare it to the minimum wage today, which is seven dollars and twenty five cents. Wait, I'm sorry. You, you're saying that the fifteen dollar minimum wage isn't in effect right now? No. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's a part that's attached to the new coronavirus relief package. It's not, it's not a law. So it's not, it's not, it's just a bill right now. Yeah. If we're going yeah. back to like, you know, schoolhouse rock kind of terms, he's and, just a bill. And the Republicans, yes, only a bill. the Republicans won't vote on it because they don't think it belongs in the bill. And I'm not going to debate if it does or not, but this should have happened years ago. Fucking get it done guys. So, uh, so yeah, John, right now, the minimum wage for the, for the, for the, the federal level is seven dollars and twenty five cents? Is that a, equivalent to the dollar sixty inflation? No, it's it, less. It's less than that. Yes, it's about a it's about a dollar twenty less, I think, than what a dollar sixty was back in nineteen sixty. Oh my gosh! So Actually, I don't know. I think it's about it's about three dollars less. A dollar sixty in nineteen sixties terms was a, was worth about ten dollars today. Uh, adjusted for inflation uh-huh. so we the, the, so the minimum wage has actually gone down over time if it increased every year like it was supposed to we'd probably be around twenty dollars twenty two dollars an hour right now which is again not a not a lot but a great fucking start well yeah i mean it, it it's surprising that we have to you know fight for these kind of things um, especially hearing and seeing these numbers of inflation, because I think a lot of people overskip that part. 
Yeah, we do. And, and you know, you know where the fight is happening? Where? The fight is happening in my workplace. The fight is happening in 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 these low income or middle middle class homes. The fight is happening on social media. The fight isn't happening against the working class and the elite owner class. It's it's happening between I was at work the other day in the break room and I heard a, a, a one, I heard two ladies talking about how the minimum wage should be $15 an hour. The one lady was behind it going, why can't they just pay us 15 an hour? Like, why can't we just do that? The other lady jumped up with fire in her eyes. You can't do that. If you give them $15 an hour, you're going to make everything else more expensive. That is a common fear amongst people who think if you increase minimum wage, everything else is going to skyrocket up. Um, that's just not how economics work. In fact, um, if you give people more money, they tend to spend more money. No, the only um, thing that increases in the, in this instance is the profit. Uh, the quality of life uh, increases too. Uh, but the thing is, the lady who, who jumped up, you can't pay people $15 an hour, was only making most likely 14 to $15 an hour. She's not making any money. She is angry because maybe people lesser than her that she thinks are lesser than her could possibly make as much as her. They have the, the ruling class has us fighting each other over these microaggressions that obviously honestly don't exist. Uh, one of the main fights is if you increase minimum wage, housing will go up. I have a great fucking percentage. Yeah, let's, let, let's talk about that. It, so, like, let's say that, for instance, we do get this this fifteen dollars an hour increase to our minimum wage. How 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 does that stack up in in terms of prices changing? As far as like, uh, let's say cheeseburgers. Okay, so cheeseburgers in that sense. You're you're talking about the housing market right now, though, right? Yes. Okay, go for the housing market because uh, I, I, I'll be able to understand cheeseburgers a little bit better. Well, John, um, so the fear is that if we increase minimum wage, the housing market will also increase. Uh, the money to rent will also increase. Now, I think that fear is coming from people that don't rent because I rent. The price for renting increases every year. In fact, I have here, the housing has increased 40% since 2004, or I think it might be 2009. I'm sorry, I can't read my handwriting. So the housing has increased 40% since 2009. Minimum wage hasn't gone up uh, since I think 2009. Um, I think the last time it went up from a dollar, I think it was 625 or six something. I, I remember it. I remember it being 625 an hour. Yeah. So that, that increased in 2009. And since then, housing has increased 40%. So the, house, the housing is still going up, but people aren't making more money. So where's that, where's that fear coming from? Where's that fight coming from? It doesn't exist. I will have links for these numbers in the description uh, so we can all look at the research ourselves. I mean, don't, don't just listen to me verbatim. Look it up yourselves. Uh, do 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 some do some due diligence. Uh, look it up. Uh, you can see the reality of of how economics work. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not an expert, and I am just kind of reading things off of uh, different websites. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, just remember that that what we're doing as far as our show is providing interest to facts that are there. You know, the the the, the rest of it is really up to anybody that's yeah, interested in, in finding it. Yeah. You know, we think these things like, for instance, how many degrees of separation are there between a customer and an owner of a corporation? I want to say, was it four or five? What was it? How, yeah. What, how many? Five? I mean, here we go. Starting with customers at the base, which is usually what corporations do. Mm-hmm. It's like customers, you know, uh, essential workers, associates, management, corporation, shareholder, and then ultimately owner. So six degrees, six, six, six yeah. degrees of separation from, you know, your clientele based on who wants to, who wants to like pick up their, their flat screen TV to like the owner of a company. Uh, they never see that. They, they don't care about that. And they're keeping the problems, the, the, the areas of uh, essential uh work to be done as their primary battleground from what I'm understanding from you, Sean. Yeah. So um, we're, we're, we're distracted from the real cause <laughs> and problem. That's, you just said it. We are distracted. We're distracted with all the, all the shit that we, we, we watch on YouTube, all the shit that Fox News constantly pumps into people's heads. Uh, we're distracted by everything except the issue, except the problems here. You know, mm. if, if maybe the, the ruling owner class didn't want to make so much profit, they could give that profit back to their employees. They could invest it back into the community. They can invest it back into making this world a better place. If you increase the quality of life for everyone, you increase profits. If you give people more money, they're going to buy more shit. This is how it works. What about in terms of like a community? Like if you invest back into the community, doesn't the community prosper? Schools, uh, playgrounds, uh, hospitals, small transportation, businesses. small businesses, uh, uh, getting, getting loans for small businesses to open up. These are, these are all things that can happen if, 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 you, if, you, if you increase pay. Um, those things don't sound bad, but like how about uh, – Sean, I agree with you in a lot of these topics, and what I'm trying to do more than anything is play devil's advocate. No, of course, I because I, I, it's, it's, it needs to be done. You know, in, in the sense of like small business in that in that degree, you know, even if we skip the part about fifteen dollars an hour and we go straight to twenty dollars an hour, do you think that that's still feasible for a small business to pay their employees twenty dollars an hour? in one jump no 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 uh and that's the fucked up part if we have been doing this since the early 2000s or since the 60s or 90s it would have increased every year naturally but since we're so far behind the jump's going to be radical and it's going to hurt small businesses it's going to put people out of out of work it's going to put people out of out of ownership uh, just like the pandemic did and it's not necessarily their fault, but there is, there is, a, there is an understanding, or there is a, a concept here too, is if you can't pay your workers, you shouldn't be open. It's, it's plain and simple. If you can't provide your workers with, with a livable wage, then you're exploiting their, you're exploiting their, 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 their work, and that's technically indentured servitude or, or slavery. 
Yeah, slavery with more steps, as uh, that Rick yes. and Morty episode likes to point out. <laughs> it seriously is. It, it is, though, in that sense. Um, and I'm not against. Sm- I'm, I, 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 big businesses piss me off because of of how they rape this country, but I'm not against. I love small businesses, but I want. You know, you gotta, you gotta pay for. You gotta take care of your people. You can't just. I've worked for plenty of companies that have, that have paid well. I worked for other companies, like an art studio down in Florida, that paid shit. While this artist raked in a whole bunch of money, he never showed up for work. His name was on everything, and he basically we ran a warehouse in Florida. It was fucking hot. Uh, I had to bike to work in uh, an hour, so I biked to work an hour back down down there because I mean did, it was, it's Florida have, easy. Did you have to fight like anacondas and shit? Uh, I hit an iguana and broke my. <laughs> I'm sorry. 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 Wait, wait. I want to hear this story. How did this happen? Uh, So I was biking to work one day, and the iguanas that hang out along the waterways like to sunbathe on the sidewalks. Right. They're cold blooded. They need to say it. They need to stay in the sun. Um, In Florida, it's it's hit or miss if you ride on the road. I've been hit by a car three times down there. So I ride on the sidewalk when it's wait, 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 wait. Three times you've been hit by a car down in Florida. Three times. Three times. Three times. The, the, the first time was more of like a bump. The guy wasn't looking and I was crossing the road and he kind of just tapped me. Mm-hmm. Second time uh, was a girl going to the marina. And she broke my front tire. Again, she wasn't, she was texting, smacked right into me. And the Jeez. third one was an, was an older lady who, again, was turning into a parking lot, but she passed me, slowed down, and then like waited for me to get, like I thought she saw me because she stopped moving and then she just turned into me. Uh, (laughs) yeah the two last ones uh, broke my front tire uh, both times did you get hurt on either one of those or any of those no no no, like just i got like i got angry but ironically this is the iguana that got you huh the iguana that was sunbathing that i again i was texting i was on my phone texting no hands oh and then i looked down on a bicycle and an iguana did not did did not move and uh (laughs) i hit that fucker i flipped over Landed on my shoulder, separated my AC joint. Oh my god, dude! Uh, it, yeah, I, I fucked up my arm and leg. I have. A, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I'll send a picture wow. of me in the sling. I and, didn't know uh, iguana iguana related injuries were no, this is, on the table today. This is the best part. I looked back at that iguana, and he just looked at me like, "What's up, bitch? What <laughs> did, did you did, did you just did, hit me? Did you get his tail at least? Did you tell me you got his tail, dude?" They are they are like the size of alligators when they get big. <laughs> they are beasts. Oh my god! That's and crazy. they're they're all over the place. They're running amok down there. Uh, they're an invasive species. Wow, I didn't know that they were also invasive. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, what were we talking about? Something about Florida. <laughs> I don't know um, why it, it turns how... into just like you. You just turn into Florida man for me. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so curious. I can't look away. It's like looking at North Korea. <laughs> um, so we were talking about how um, how the owner class can afford to pay their employees more. They just choose not to because they like the money they make. Because yeah. what we it's what did we say earlier? We worship money in this country. You know, the more shit I can show off to people, the better I feel about myself. And that speaks to a whole another uh, issue that we're all suffering with, which is self worth and self esteem. And how you know, we get that self-esteem. It, it, it's funny that you bring that part up because 
when I think about money in a personal level, there is nothing in this world that really changes how I feel than money. So for instance, when I have money in my bank account, I feel secure. I feel relaxed. I feel um, stable. And honestly, I feel on top of the world when my bank account looks like it's got some hefty numbers to it. But like there was, there was a time in between uh, December of last year into February of this year that I was literally on famine, like trying to just make the the last little bit of like two hundred dollars in my bank account work uh, when I still have a household to run, when I still have business to run. Um, it's crazy in that sense um, how something as simple as what we conceive as money can have such a profound impact on us. No, you're you're. You're 100% right because when I was on unemployment for the first half, uh, the, the, the middle half of last year, I was making the unemployment plus $600 a week. Yeah, uh, and that from was, the federal that really good in, in that sense is and, to have like that reliable source of income for a little bit of time. Yeah, and we had all that free time. You know, I've heard it not just from, from you or me. I've heard it from other, other people. That was the first time in their lives. That they actually they, had free time. That they felt like a human. That they felt like... Alive. Yeah. John, I went down to New... I went up to New Jersey and I, I visited with you. And you and me sat in a park on a bench. And we both had a glow. We both had money in our accounts. We both felt like we had made it finally. And you know as well as I do, this after that happened, after the, the money disappeared... I went into this horrible, horrible depression. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, too, where, that's when this show started. This show started when I was at my lowest. I, had, I was angry. I was bitter. I was yelling at everybody. I hated the world. And I just wanted nothing but pain to everyone. And it's because, honestly, half the, half the reason was, other than me being immature and not knowing how to handle myself, was because I was broke. I was broke and I had no way to, to, to drive, to get a job or, or I, I, it was, it was horrible. Totally relatable. I, I felt so similarly to that, like not being able to uh, keep my bills together and how stressful it was just to try to try to stretch out what little money I had for as long as possible. Um, and that's not really living in that sense. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. That's simply surviving. Yeah. Uh, I've, t- I've said this before, I'm not sure on the show, but I got my job at my, my major chain uh, home improvement store uh, out of necessity, not because I was looking for, oh, this is a good career path. I'm going for this one. It was out of necessity. And that isn't a good enough reason to pay people shit money. No, it reminds me of that. You ever see Office Space? It's weird how many times Office Space comes up in in, in my discussion of like the work week. And um, they really kind of lay it out pretty well as far as like what the grind is, the Monday through Friday kind of feel and vibe of a work environment, the constant nonstop of almost, it feels like just honestly, it feels meaningless, meaningless, busy work. You know, and people start to just break down. I, I, I think that we've all had that moment in metamorphosis uh, during COVID where 
we still want to work. We still want to provide like a good lifestyle for our homes, but at the same time, going into the office and going through traffic to get to the office and then spending more time at the office than at home is really changing the way people are like that. Honestly, it's like they're fighting. Um, I, I'm losing track of thought in terms of this, Sean. So if you can help slavery, me, slavery, dude, that's, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, uh, I think 40 hours a week is too much. Uh, that leaves little time for you and your hobbies. That leaves little time for you to explore what you're good at and what you're passionate about. You know, we're so driven in this country to follow your dreams, follow your passion, mm-hmm. pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If you work yeah. hard enough and save enough, you, you can, too can have you can, this you life. You can be here. You can you can have the promised land. And honestly, we all can't have the promised land because there's too many of us, and we're all CEOs and we're all business owners. And what's that leave? It's 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 an unrealistic dream that we all strive for. I see it all the time in my newsfeed. You know, woman came to this country with three hundred dollars in her bank account. Now she owns six chain restaurants. It's like. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. That's 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 such a small percentage of this country and this world that it's it's I'm more likely to get hit by lightning than to work hard enough to save enough to make it somewhere. I've been struggling with these ten dollar an hour jobs since two thousand what uh, six when I entered the workforce. Yeah, I mean, at least two thousand six. So we started. We started uh, at a at a restaurant together. If I'm not yeah. Mistaken. So and 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 dude, since then, I haven't made anything more than fourteen dollars an hour. That's it. I mean, when I was working at um at the restaurant, uh, I got I got tips. Yeah, but the but tips don't tips count. Don't as count. Like, tips yeah. don't count. Um, restaurants, a whole other story. You know, pay your fucking employees, you motherfuckers. But um. Uh, tips don't count because that's like that's the customer paying twice for their meal and their generosity and how well you sold them on your attitude. So that doesn't count. I'm saying for my for my, all my hourly jobs, I've never made more than fourteen dollars an hour. I'm 32 now, and I can't seem to get past that fucking hump of being worth enough to pay more than fourteen dollars an hour. And we said that in the beginning. That makes me depressed. That makes me feel like I'm not worth it or I'm not good enough. And that makes me go to work and not care. I don't care about your employees. I don't care about your your customers. I don't care about selling them fucking wood or getting a deal or, you know, saving some money. I don't care if they can find anything because you know what? I'm getting paid $14 an hour. I'm going to give you $14 worth of attitude and work. You know, it's not, it's not in my best interest to, to sweat my ass off, to run around, to, to be stressed out. Can I ask you real fast, Sean, in terms of this, like you said, a lot of things that you didn't care about when you do your work shift in that sense, but like, what do you care about? I mean, honestly, I care about keeping myself busy. So I'm not standing around going, oh my God, I'm bored. So I find busy work to do, which is usually cleaning, uh, organizing, um, you know, and I, I, I am as for our personal reasons, I'm reaching out to customers more to talk on a human level, but I'm not doing it for, I'm not doing it for the company. I'm not doing it for insert company name here. I'm doing it for me. And if it benefits the store, that's just a coincidence. I'm not 
actively, oh yeah, this is the product you want compared to this, you know, it's just, that's just a coincidence, you know? <clears throat> so yeah, dude, I, I, I find it, I find it demoralizing. I find it debilitating. I find it hard and you know, they, to, to, to live in today's world and that attacks my motivation and that attacks everything I do, which is another thing I kind of wanted to bring up today. Like all the bad habits that we've picked up during this pandemic Oh, true. Let's talk about that. It started out, you know, like we all wanted to like, you know, find new hobbies and better ourselves. And then it turned into watching more and more TV. And Grubhub. And Grubhub. It turned in, yeah, it turned into eating more, you know, foods that are bad for me. I put on weight. I put on some weight in some weird places. Bro, uh, my love handles right now could like shatter, shatter the earth's uh crust <laughs> dude I, I i i feel like i'm embarrassed to get into a bathing suit now oh you're so skinny though what are you talking about which makes it even weirder that my love handles are sticking out oh i guess so you know um let's 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 talk about something that's probably really important to this whole thing about the minimum wage and uh that's insurance because i think a lot of people um, I think a lot of people aren't just doing it for the paycheck. A lot of times they're doing it because they want to support their families. And the necessity. best way that they do that is because of necessity. Exactly. So how am I, how am I going to keep my employees around if I can't pay them? Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll provide them insurance. Right. And even still like, I, like taking out insurance out of my paycheck when I was doing retail work was roughly about $200 out of my paycheck right from it um, uh, per, per paycheck. So uh, bi-weekly. So roughly about $400 a month. Wow. Taking out of my checks to, wow. to, to pay for my health insurance. I and, spent, um, wow. I know it's crazy in that sense that, that it costs that much. And, you know, I ran into an issue recently because I've been, I've been unemployed and I had to like, I had to find a way to get insurance because Cobra, Cobra is so goddamn expensive that you can't even pay for it. Uh, you know, I, I, I that, that's an interesting thing. We should look at how many times uh, Cobra insurance is taken after a uh, loss of job that I, I'd be interested to figure that out. Anyway, I, I, I rented out this, insurance plan for health insurance and uh i'm not going to drop any names but i i just know that i'm pissed at them um i bought discounted insurance policies and it was kind of like all a cart in that sense nothing was ever grouped into a category nothing was ever like do you know what i'm trying to say like yeah mm-hmm. I, 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 I canceled it because, uh, you know, I got health insurance now and, um, they asked me, how could I improve, how could they improve this policies? I'm like, (laughs) you know, honestly, I'm glad you asked me this because one of the things that really made me mad was whether or not I had could choose a surgery per year and both my shoulder hurts, my jaw hurts. I have problems with my wrist. Um, there's things in my body that crack that shouldn't crack. And it's weird in that sense. Um, and it it causes a lot of pain, but that's besides the point. I wanted to get two surgeries done 
and I could only choose to do one surgery one. per year, only one. And I was furious at this poor man who has no control over, you know, these kind of things. I, I, and uh, I, I said to him, I don't know how to fix this, but I think that you could start by being a little bit more honest to your customer base. Yes. Honesty you know? and, and accountable. If and you accountability. Can accountable for the damages that, that insurance companies do, like, I think for every one time an insurance company does something worthwhile, there's 20 times that they're robbing people, hurting people, and denying people. Uh, my dental insurance, for example, is like $28 a month, and I can only have like two major two restorations major things, right? yeah, uh, in a year. If you have I should really, I should really cavities, pull out that contract sometime and, and show and show it off a little bit because it was insane. We'll have a whole episode on, on insurance down down the road. Yeah, I think and, that we should. And that fucking wormhole. But like going COVID. back to our topic in terms of this, a lot of a lot of employees are attracted to the sense of providing health insurance to their family. Yeah. You know, and what a motivator that is to keep people. Well, coming and, and, and providing service to, to your let's company. Let's talk about that. Um, in other countries, you get health insurance on day one. You get covered on day one. That's crazy. You get you vacation know, leave. You get here. I actually have numbers. You have right to, here. you have, hold on, but you have to wait at least like a six month or three month period to even apply for health insurance in a lot of the companies in the United States. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, yeah. So you're saying day one, these guys get it. Yeah, Where are they working at? Are they working like for like, uh, like a, like a Nordstrom? McDonald's. You're McDonald's. McDonald's. McDonald's on day one, they get health insurance in, in what country? In Denmark. I'm going to Denmark. McDonald's pay is pay is $22 an hour. And on day one, you get six weeks paid vacation, health insurance, life insurance, a year of paid maternity leave, and a pension. Sean, go day get my wooden clogs one. right now. I want day my wooden clogs. One. I'm going to Denmark. Do you know how much more their Big Macs cost than ours? Um, I don't know. Probably. I mean, if they're what are they? What are they getting paid? Twenty two an hour. They're getting paid twenty two an hour. I would probably say three dollars for a Big Mac. I would probably yeah. say three dollars more. Twenty seven cents more. You're fucking kidding me. They make 27 cents more. They pay 27 cents more than the American Big Mac. This is Denmark. Now, I also have heard that's a small country. It's easy to control. We, we live in states here. We're not, you know, it's not just one conglomerate. Right. Um, Each state governs itself. There is no excuse. And if, if, if we raise the money, we raise the minimum wage, and some stuff goes up, then we won't buy that and it goes away. Believe me, McDonald's, I just want you to know, like if you charge 27 cents more for a Big Mac, that does not impact my Big Mac decisions. No, $3, $3 does not impact my Big Mac decisions, okay? I'm just letting oh, you know. Gladly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just pointing it out that I, I, if it helped take care, here's the thing again, if it helped take care of making my, your employee care about their work, wouldn't that be beneficial for the, the whole party? What did you do? You just said it. You just fucking said it. You just said the magic fucking sentence. Yes, I would. I would go to work with some pride. 
with right. some pep in my step, I'd make Which, sure that customer bought. <laughs> I would, I would, I would work so hard for that company. And even if I'm only there for a year or two, that's valuable knowledge that I can take with me. And it's not like it's not like I don't get the concept as a as an entry level position and what that provides as far as experience. Like I can see that argument in a lot of ways. However, why make it difficult for them to continue doing exactly that career if if you if you like continue to make them miserable it just well, doesn't make sense again, the, the, one of the fights i mentioned this earlier one of the debates is this is these jobs are for teenagers who live at home right that, does that make them that. less does that make that. them less worthy of, of of earning money or making a living does that make them less than no yeah we're so fucking backwards in this country with how we treat you know especially the america first people america first america you know yeah. You don't they see don't a whole care. lot of American first right they now, though. They don't care about America. They don't care about Americans. They care about themselves. It's so fucking backwards. Oh, it hurts my heart. It really does, because I've been living in this system, in this poverty fucking system, my entire life. Uh, not my entire my entire adult life. I'm sorry. My, my parents came from a middle-class white town. Uh, they, they did very well for themselves. But I'm not able to get that money, that loan, that was able to get them their business. I'm not able to get that. And if even if I did get it, the insurance and the uh, the interest, I'd be paying it off the rest of my fucking life. I'd always be in the perpetual debt. Uh, kids that go to college that are stuck with those college bills, they're in perpetual debt for most of their fucking lives. People True. are just paying off credit cards. We're paying off cars. We're constantly paying off shit that we were convinced that we need. Watch the movie Fight Club. Wow, what a fucking message. But um, yeah, I think a lot of this could change. I, I think a lot of it could change in a lot of in a lot of beneficial ways. Now, here's a question for you. Now that we're seeing a more uh, democratic base for uh, our, our source of government, do you think that the minimum increase uh, will be passed, first of all, at $15 an hour? No. You don't think it'll pass? Nope. Why don't you think it will um, pass? I don't think it will pass because the Republicans have their heads so far up their own fucking asses kissing Trump's dick that they don't they they are so out of touch with the average American worker that they're not gonna they they've already stated it. Um, but why though? Like, why do you why? How does Trump, have, how does Trump like in 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 impose their his decision their their decision making? Trump. And most Republicans and Democrats too, the government, they are they are funded by major corporations. Um, they are they are the they are the, the lobbyists that give them the money for campaigns and for other services before presidentship. Uh, so to make these people happy and these special interests happy, they do what the corporations kind of will. And if you hurt the profit to the company. You piss off the company. It's you know it's it's very basic. Uh, these people are so greedy, and our government is so out of touch with reality. Like how long it takes to get the COVID relief bills passed is yeah. fucking ridiculous. That's that's really tough for a lot of Americans. And it's really I, I am one of them. I have been suffering this whole fucking year, and they keep spinning it around. We'll take out this, take out this. 
fucking make it a separate bill of just helping people and then focus on the other shit later. But they're so they have to attach so many things to the bill and hide so many, so many special interests into the bill so they can make all their fucking corporate buddies happy. And the $15 an hour, unfortunately, will be one of those things that will hold up this bill from getting passed. Uh, a lot of Republicans have stated that they're not for it, even a couple Democrats. And again, it's, it's based off useless fear and someone else's ideas and someone else's money. You know, we're mm. just, we're not, we're not, we're not there yet. Other countries have paved the way. Uh, we, you know, we can see through other examples that you won't destroy your country by, by, by paying people more. You won't destroy your country by giving health. You won't destroy your doctors by giving health insurance away. Um, other states, uh, you know, other countries give people uh, uh, the universal basic income. We touched on that briefly. Yeah, we did touch base with, uh, touch with that based with that. Um, wow, I can't believe I fucked that up so badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did. We we touched base on paying people. Right. Just just the basic the basic amount of money to live a month and the quality of life has gone up dramatically giving people time to to follow their their their, their passions their their hobbies maybe making a brand new you know and opening people up to, to following their passions is how you get microsoft that's how you get amazon that's how you get these world-changing companies by letting people have time for their hobbies letting people have time for their passions that's how you get art. That's how you get music. And it doesn't I, feel like it's a bad thing no. during this time frame. Like people seem to be really receptive of wanting the time off, you know, or here's another thing that's really interesting to me nowadays is the concept of working from home and how much of a, a factor that is in, in people's career choices right now. It's a double-edged sword. Um, if you have a healthy social life, working at home is a million times more beneficial. If you get all your friends and all your social interactions from work, which a lot of us who work 40 hours a week and are tired or more, uh, our entire social network is, is at our jobs. So taking them out of the office destroys that social network and that can lead to depression and that can lead to a lesser quality of life. But people that have healthy, normal lives outside of their, their jobs, yeah, fuck you. I won't commute to work because you, you lose hours that way and have to sit around and pretend to be busy because the boss is watching. Like, come on. It's like, how? what year is it? What, what, what's going on? What are we doing? I feel like, John, after money does get better or universal basic income does happen, we're going to look back at this time period and be like, what the fuck were we thinking? Well, you know, uh, there's always per- periods of metamorphosism and going back to that topic, there's always a part where we're in the cocoon stage, right? Yes. And I think that's where we're at right now. We're at this cocoon stage of like, what do we think is like the values of an, in- of the individual. And I think Biden's campaign when we saw it was the soul for America, right? <laughs> yeah. this, this is like the battle for the soul of America. I remember it because I would constantly get YouTube ads about it. And um, 
I thought that was so interesting to see how that's being placed now in 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 the time frame of him being in president for two months. You know, people are really starting to feel more spiritually based. And I think that the outcome of putting what you what you think is right in this world comes back and pays dividends. And I, I, I think that's really positive. You know, we, we, we try, that's part of the philosophy of amongst friends. And if you don't know that is that we want to put out good in this world. We want to be a voice of change and, uh, and a change that's for everybody. Beneficial for everyone. Yeah. And um, for our friends and our friends and our loved ones and all that good stuff. But what we really want to do is just talk and, and, and be able to say things to each other. Cause you know, there are times where me and Sean don't agree. Yes. You know, me and Sean think that things could be run differently. And uh, it's not about being right at the end of the day. It's about being heard, you know, and that's okay to be heard. It's okay that you have varying opinions. It's okay that you don't like to talk about money. It's okay that you don't think that money is a, a huge impact in your life or money is a big impact in your life, whatever, you know, we're just saying our opinions and those things are valid in, in, in this sense, you know, and I think that, um, um, there was a recent incident, Sean, that you want to, you want to touch base about in terms of that kind of concept in Reddit? Uh, so basically I, I posted a post on Reddit on one of the, um, the company subreddits. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told them my story about how I've been struggling this whole year and how I had to, to get this job and how much more I would appreciate and love and be a happier person if I got paid more. And I got such a mixed response from people well, let, let's let's go over some of the negatives first. Like, what were some of the the the, the cons of of what was discussed? I was told that my job is a job; it's not a career, and you shouldn't expect to live off of a career, or no, live off of a job. I'm sorry. And wait, you shouldn't be able to live off of a job. Yes, you should just a job should be a holder place while you work on getting a career, like while you go to school, while you. Um, save up to start to open your own company. A job is a placeholder as you work into your career. That was one of the responses. And but that's like, that's like an internship in those kind of yes, instances. I thought it was a really shitty response. I even told the person that like, you know, you must be living in a, in a place of privilege where you don't work or you don't understand the struggle or you were given the ability to go to school. Mm-hmm. Remember guys, you have to pay to go to school in this country. It's not given like in other countries, we have to, it's, it's a luxury. Healthcare and education is a luxury. It's not a necessity. And a couple of the other responses I got uh, were, you know, the company is living its core values by helping uh, the, the shareholders. They're, you know, giving, helping the shareholders is the bottom line. You wanna get these people more money and it makes them more happy. So you get to do more of whatever you wanna do. But I also did get a lot of positivity. I got people saying that you're right, I'm struggling. Uh, You know, if we unionize or get together, we have the power and we can make this change possible. And that's- But you see a lot of pushback as far as unionizing these kind of things. Yes, 
and, and I think this has been like a current event topic in terms of like Amazon or um, what, what are some other bigger any, ones? Like any gig economy job. Uh, B, uh, BJ's. Uh, yeah. yeah. B- any, any major chain retailer. I think, I think the associate or the hardworking force should unionize because it takes control away from the company and back into what's most, most beneficial for the, the individual. And they scare us. They scare us in my, in my company way in the beginning. They're like, and if anyone talks to you about unionizing, report them right away. Remember, if you join a union, you pay someone else to control when and how you work. They tried to word it so it was like a fear factor. Don't, don't go for the union. You lose control, and it's like I already don't have control. Yeah, I mean, what control is there? there there's yeah. at least my voice is being heard inside of a union, which is far better than than any kind of like concept of it being wrong. Yeah, like at least you're heard. Yeah, and one of the things was you have to pay union dues. You have to pay union dues. I would gladly pay. I would too. If it got my pay, my my pay to where it should be, and my hours to where they should be. How how realistically how uh, how how expensive could it be? I mean, like what two hundred dollars? Anyone's get the, in the union? Uh, please message us. Let yeah, us know. let us know because we're curious about that. We we don't know those things as far as like I dues can, or costs. I, I can I can Google. I can get a rough a rough answer right now. Let's. I see. probably I I bet it's like probably close to. I. I I don't want to sound ignorant in terms of this. I, I want to say like maybe $800 annually. Is that how much it cost? Let me see here. The average cost of a union dues is 400 or about two hours of pay per month. Oh, two hours I mean, of pay. So, so that's like 400 a year, 400 a year. Yeah. I would pay 400 a year. Easily. This is, this is what are the cost of unions um, of cost of unions or a N H.com. So yeah, you I guess that's in New Hampshire. Union. It's called an agency fee. Mm-hmm. And you know what they fight. I've they fight for the, uh, the, the, uh, a lot of uh, like unions happen in like steel uh, in a lot of major industries. I think meatpacking uh, and uh, car manufacturing, they all unionized because they were being exploited, not making any money. And it got them money. It got them. I mean, yes, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, picketing or, um, yeah, you, or the giant rats, the inflatable rats. Yes. You, you do see it, but, uh, it's, it's a double-edged, you know, you can have a dirty union, of course, that's run by the mob or something, or you can have a fucking union that actually stands up for you, like uh, the electrical. I think uh, the plumbers union or electrical. Plumbers union, I think, is a, um, is a very. Is I've a very never heard anything one. bad. I heard them. They 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 pay for schooling, that they they take care of you, um, and it's also it's also a, a community. They they have union meeting halls. They get together. They have they make friends in the unions. Like it's it's so much bigger than just a company losing control of their employee or their associate blah 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 end Mm -hmm. of the day i you know i i think everyone's where everyone's at and their quality of life is the most important i want everyone not only in this country but in this world to have access 
to basic necessities, to follow their dreams, to have food on their plates, to take care of their kids, to have all the stuff that they want to have in their house. I want everyone to have that. And I'm pretty sure if you ask anyone on the streets, they want people to have nice, happy lives. Why wouldn't you? But we seem to not want to make it happen ever. We seem to not want to take the steps to make any of that happen because they have us distracted with fighting each other over nothing or over what the Kardashians are wearing or what president color you like or what the president's dog looks like. I don't know, man. It seems uh, a little nutty sometimes when we, when we, when we have to look at it and uh, through the, through the looking glass, you know, John, I, I think we said it earlier too. This is a place where, where we can get together, we can share ideas and not and not have to feel negative repercussions for sharing those ideas. This is no, I, 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 this is amongst friends in a lot of ways, and uh, and, and hopefully the people that listen to our podcast, um, you know, we like to know what you are going through. I mean, yeah. is your work experience like happy? Uh, do you feel like you're motivated to? Are you know, to, to, to give customer service that's like worthy of what these retail chain stores are saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I think that I'm curious to know. I'm, I'm curious to see if people are just suffering through the grind and what that feels like for you. You know, I, I think a lot of people can appreciate the grind in that sense, the Monday through Friday, you know, putting in 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours here and maybe getting a day off on like a Tuesday. I, I, that's hard though, you know, you're, you, 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 you feel the repercussions of it in your social life. You feel the repercussions of it in your family life. Um, there, there's a lot of changes that are based on Monday through Friday work week that maybe you're just not getting. Yeah. And, uh, we'd like to hear. I want to hear from you. Cause you know what, this is a place where, where you can talk, you can share it. And guess what? In today's world, you now have a voice. You have a way to reach out, to talk to people. You know, you're no longer 1950s. You have to, you know, wait for your husband to talk or your, your whatever. You, you don't have to, have to, you don't have to suffer. We can all get together and we can demand and make the changes happen. We have the power. I love you all. Yeah, Sean. United, we stand. Spread the love. <laughs> I'm, I'm I had a great talk too. today, buddy. Sean, this, this was a very <laughs> interesting topic today. I feel very uh, informed and like the rest of my day is set as far as uh, uh, feel good vibes, man. Yeah, it's so it. early, baby. I, I know. I'm going to go for a bike ride right now. I'm going to take Booty out on the walk. Maybe she'll. Are you still sleeping? Are you going to pee? You're going to pee? You're not going to pee on the floor, though. Yeah, no, no peeing on the floor. I hate you. Oh, and uh, I, I think, I think the next episode, are we plan to do live together? Oh yes. Oh. So I think we should talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna record here. Sean's taking a little trip down to the uh, the Philadelphia area and gonna see it and hang out with uh, yours truly over here and. Um, I don't know if we have a topic for the next show, but I'm very excited, very excited to see you, Sean. Uh, I am excited as well. And I'm very excited to do this 
um, this next podcast in person with you because as often and, and, and enjoyable it is to see you during the week, it, it feels kind of bittersweet that I can't see you in person. Yes, yes. You know, there so we're going to change that for next week. I'm very excited. Uh, I know you're looking forward to it too. I hope that uh, all of our guests and uh, uh, people who subscribe to us and, and listen to us and hopefully enjoy us get to really see some cool vibes that are just there between us. No, I, 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 I can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, and, you know, hopefully in the future, if, if, if more and more people do listen, we can have more live events, more streaming events where people can like actually call in or talk to us or, you yeah. know what, if you want to be a guest on this fucking show, reach out to me. Reach out to us. Yeah. That's we can, we, we, can we could, we could hear about some stuff. Maybe we can find some really cool episodes out of it. You I know? wanted to have a guest today. Unfortunately he had a, he had a couple issues that he ran into, which guess what? Life fucking happens. Yeah. That's how it goes. Fucking way she goes guys. So reach out to us. We're always here. We're always here to be a friend. Um, you know, unless you're, you know, a crazy, crazy, you know, child raper, we're, probably won't reach back but anyone else is fair game uh we love you john thanks for joining me tonight i will see you personally next week next week yes sir and uh sean it's like as we said before great topic great show uh ladies and gentlemen i've been your host john latour and uh as always i uh, have been sean and we wish you a fantastic week have a great day I do.